0: Hey, everybody, I'm Katrina Carson-Denham, and you're listening to the Every Hand Helps podcast. Here at Every Hand Helps, we believe being kind is one of the most impactful things one can do. Each Monday, join me as I interview guests and discuss simple ways to serve others in your community to live a lifestyle of service in the hubbub of life. Welcome to the Every Hand Helps podcast. This week we'll be speaking about Eagle House Ministries, located here in southern Illinois, right outside Goreville, Illinois. Daniel and Jennifer Money have been serving at Eagle House for many years now. Daniel Money is the president of Eagle House Ministries, located five miles south of Goreville, Illinois, off of Route 37. Daniel grew up on a small farm located outside of Winchester, Tennessee, with three siblings and his parents. He went to Tennessee Tech University and received his Bachelor's of Science in Exercise Science and PE. He also has credits toward a master's degree from Mid-America Baptist Seminary in Memphis, Tennessee. Daniel met his wife, Jennifer, who is from Southern Illinois, over 21 years ago through Daniel's aunt, Elisa. It's a long story. Jennifer Money has her Bachelor's of Science in Organizational Leadership from Union University. The two have been happily married now for 20 years and have four beautiful children, two biological and two gifted through adoption. Daniel and Jennifer have done inner-city ministry in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and Memphis, Tennessee, before moving to Southern Illinois. They have been in Southern Illinois since January of 2011. Jennifer's father, Alan Milligan... Founded Eagle House Ministries in 1987 and is now the president and nutritious handyman and history buff about Eagle House. Eagle House is a not-for-profit 501c3 ministry with the mission to reach, to restore, to revive those who hunger and thirst for Christ for the purpose of evangelism and disciple making. For more information about Eagle House, visit www.eaglehouseministries.com. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Every Hand Helps. Today we're talking with Daniel and Jennifer Money. They are both um, involved with Eagle House Ministries. Thank you guys so much for coming on. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Doing good. you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. So tell us a bit about Eagle House Ministries.
1: It was started by Alan Milligan in the uh, mid to late 80s, and it's had a a variety of platforms that have uh, taken on in ministry, helps in the community since that time. Uh, And uh, currently, our mission statement is to revive, refresh, and
0: restore those who hunger and thirst for Christ for the sole purpose of evangelism and disciple making. That is so awesome to hear about. And how was Eagle House formed, exactly?
2: Uh, well, my dad was an evangelist, and um, he had a, a just a heart for, um, it started out, his heart was just to go in to different churches and do more evangelistic work. Like, he was a local pastor, and then he went into uh, evangelism. So he founded the building, or he found an old rundown tavern off of 37, and it was in a disrepair, and um, and that's where he bidded on it and felt like God was calling to start the ministry here. So that's kind of where it started. It started with um, him going out and doing evangelistic work, and then as a child, we had people living here that were um, in prison, that came to know the Lord in prison. Um, and they needed a place to stay, so they would stay upstairs, and we lived in the parsonage downstairs. Um, then, after we lo- moved out and left the house, he started working with teenagers, doing uh, youth services, and started um, University of Christian Life, where it was teenagers could come and do one-on-one um, Christian living. Like he would, they would work their jobs or go to school, and then at night he would. Uh, do ministry lesson with them or take them to nursing homes or take them around to what an actual Christian lifestyle would look like. If you were living it out, you know, all day long, he was trying just to show that to teenagers around the area and stuff. And so um, that's kind of where it all started uh, before we started taking it over. So
0: that is so amazing to hear about, especially through something like this podcast. Um, I'm trying to really inspire people to live a lifestyle of volunteering. That's something that is so incredibly important to me. And it's nice to hear that it's important to other people as well as, of course, as people who are believers in Christ, that is of the utmost importance and sharing the good news with everyone as well. But I just I really admire the lifestyle that your dad took on in that, having a family and still being so dedicated to that mission, especially when it comes to youth and troubled youth as well. Yeah. Yeah. It
2: was, I will say that um, it was an an eventful childhood, but it (laughs) um, definitely saw sacrificial love and um, service to the Lord for sure. So it's helped me be the woman I am today.
0: And you guys are absolutely wonderful examples. I mean, just hearing Idy Gill, um, my, my aunt Idy Gill is actually a close friend of theirs, and her telling me all that their ministry does, it blew my mind. I mean, there's no other way to really describe that. And it's so evident that, Jennifer, both you and Daniel, that you guys really live a life of service and I think that's so wonderful and that kind of brings me to when I was on the Eagle House website and looking a little bit into what all you guys did I found 12 different projects and it it really like I said blew my mind all that Eagle House was involved with so I'm kind of going to read that off to some of our Um, listeners today just so that they can get a picture of exactly how much it is that you guys do. So they have all of these ministries. um, Barnabas Room sold out. They have a monthly contributor report. They have an Easter sunrise service. They cook holiday meals on both Thanksgiving and Christmas, and they deliver them to people. They also have revivals and evangelistic meetings, retreats, rallies, and seminars. They're involved with discipleship, counseling, and prayer, Lighthouse on the Hill, Footsteps Conference, and Mission Outreach. And I don't think I had the 5K on there. I believe that was a thing as well. So I guess, is there anything that you would like to add to that?
2: Yeah we have the unit as well and it's a place where we house uh, gently used furniture and we, um, and we allow people who are have burnouts or have people in need, it's free. Um, they just come and are able to get furniture, mattresses or um, just couches, anything that people have given, then we give away to people for free. So that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a ministry
0: as well. That so. is really amazing because that stuff can be so expensive. Yeah, yeah. So which of those things started first, or did the others simply follow after that? How did, where did Eagle House start with their first mission?
2: Um, Well, I guess guess you would say it started out in, um, well, the first part was to help people who were in need, like families. Um, It's kind of neat because originally my dad, had, um, started a hotel. or uh, was trying to build a hotel for people who have, in ministry who were burnt out and a place for them to come and stay. And the hotel actually burned down. Um, uh, it was a it was a, a volunteer was here and um, he was using a blowtorch. Didn't realize he caught the insulation on fire, and the whole hotel was oh, actually. No. Yeah. So, um, so that was the original plan, and him doing evangelism, and then then he moved into the prison ministry, and the meal ministry started probably around 1994, four or five, something around there, and um, that's probably been the longest continuing ministry that's that's been there. since the meal ministries and stuff on the holidays. Uh, the, then it goes into just all the youth services and things like that. So.
0: Well, that is so incredible. And I know I've said that a lot, but it just, it's an all new kind of sacrifice to sacrifice things like your holidays, to um, just be able to go out and give to others. And I think that's so cool. So with that said, knowing your family, it's really obvious that you've always lived a lifestyle of service, so tell us a bit about how that takes place in your own family.
2: Well, Daniel, you want to share how, how you, uh,
1: well, I think, uh, for us, we just, it's always been built-in part of our schedule, uh, since we got married, I was working in, well, I guess I wasn't, I guess we got married, and I was working in the summer camp, and then, uh, just knew right away I was involved with several ministries on a nonprofit in Oklahoma City at the, during that time, and I just uh, it was every as a daily routine of early morning meetings with men, or uh, afternoons after school program, or in the in the evening with uh, youth in the community. I mean, it was always just part of how I lived Once us uh, once the Lord had turned my life upside down, it's just it's something that we I did. I think uh, me and Jennifer. Uh, got together, and it was like uh, that's kind of how she lived her life as well. So it's all part of the schedule. Of course, you know, life happens. You have kids. You everything else. We always have these things built in we like to be a part of. And even when it's uncomfortable or you're tired, it seems like they always uh, uh, encourage you and uh, pay dividends. And uh, I don't know. It's just uh, you know that's what you're supposed to be doing. And uh, God gives us strength to do it.
0: Oh, one hundred percent, and I think it's so wonderful that you go about doing that as a family, and that you do all of those things together. Because then, kind of how um, you were saying, Jennifer already kind of lived that life herself, and that you were living it as well. That your children, that they'll go about living a lifestyle of service as well, because. They've known that their entire life, and the fact that you're impressing that upon them whenever they're so young is so important. That's something Nicholas and I definitely plan on doing as well.
2: Yeah. Well, just this week, we got to, we've been also, I don't know if that was part of the list, but we helped with the Lighthouse, Marion Lighthouse Homeless Shelter, and we took, you know, both the boys who are only, they're under one year old, and then Anna, and we go serve the community and that with people serving a meal to the homeless people and stuff. And, and, and it just becomes, I mean, sometimes it's tiring um, to the kids and they don't understand, but, but they they enjoy it. You know, they, they, they enjoy talking to the people and it's good to get them out of their comfort zone as well. So it's just a, it's just a blessing. So.
0: And something else I think that goes alongside that is because they're around, People who might have made, I mean, everyone makes mistakes, but people who have made mistakes to the point where they've wound up in prison or something of that kind, I think that it's really great that um, they're getting to be in an environment where they can get to know all kinds of people because it's really setting them up for success later in life to where they won't be judgmental about um, anything because they've seen it all. And that's really neat as well. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, different perspective. We definitely want our kid, children to be discerning.
0: Yes, with, of course.
1: With what's true and, uh, uh, you know, rejoice in the truth. And, um, you know, uh, Abigail, which is in high, I mean, college now, uh, she grew up when she was a little girl for 13 years well uh, 13 and a half years I was doing inner city ministry and Jennifer were married. I was doing inner city ministry then she was part of that. And so Abigail was born during that. So over a year, she got to see a different side of it, uh, a completely different ministry. And then when she was in fourth grade, uh, she moved here, which is completely different, <laughs> yes. but it, it,
0: but it's, a, a uh, you still know, the needs are great. And, um, people are people, uh, No matter where you go. So speaking of inner-city ministry, what exactly was that like? I know that might sound like a bit of a loaded question, but could you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Well, I didn't see it much different than uh, anywhere else really. I grew up with, um, you know, I felt like I didn't have much uh, money or I grew, grew up in a town where people worked hard. People didn't know we didn't have a lot. Everybody seemed to get along and whatnot, but I see uh, inner-city communities much like small towns. Everybody knows everybody or knows someone who knows another person. (laughs) Uh, True. uh, You're not far removed, so when things happen, you know, and and, uh, you don't get out of your community very much. Uh, Just like inner-city communities, even though you may may live in a city. Whether it be Oklahoma City and Northwest Oklahoma City, or if it be in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Alcee Ball community or wherever. is so if people don't venture out of that community very much. Uh, that's the world they know. So, but uh, I, it was encouraged to me because unlike uh, uh, a lot of political correctness uh, goes on in the inner city, like the people know they their needs to Young people, anyway, know they need to be something different. So that they seem to be pretty open to people coming along and just sharing, sharing with them things. Even if it was very hard truths. they didn't seem to bat an eye about that. So that was kind of, cool, kind of cool.
0: Well, that's super neat. I also wanted to ask you about, I guess um, my memory is not helping me out right now. I know about Abraham, but what is um your other is it son or daughter's name? It's another son, right? Yes. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> it's been a hot minute since I've seen you guys. So yeah, well, we've, yeah. We've, been, we've, been,
1: we've been we were in a process of adopting after well after Anna was born, Jennifer almost uh, died. She kept hemorrhaging, and they couldn't figure out what happened or what was why she was hemorrhaging, and Uh, and over a time period of a few days uh, about a week uh, she received 18 units of blood oh wow and and, uh, I don't no telling how many units of just fluid but uh, uh, they came to the conclusion not to uh, um, they had to have a a surgery and we weren't going to have any biological children and then we were devastated Uh, That was a long ride in that and then uh, a week we got here we said we want to move towards adoption so we've been in the process over five years um, more than that now but five years in and uh, the uh, uh, we had two failed adoptions at the hospital and then uh, uh, Abraham came along out of the blue, something completely different um, someone said they knew somebody it was be a private adoption and so we got to work with the birth mom and few months before uh, they actually uh, um before actually abraham arrived and we got to be there and uh, take him home and we were really content everybody's so excited because it's such a long journey for us mm-hmm. even though even though we had been praying previously about a sibling group or twins or anything because you know our uh our youngest daughter at the time was uh uh when Abraham was born and fixing to be ten, so it was a big age gap. <clears throat> so to have someone around, they can grow up with, and uh, so at, but that was just in the in, our, in the back of our minds and our, I guess prayers. But we were still content. Uh, we're, it's, we have a, a full house. Yeah,
0: yeah, it sounds that way, and I think that's so wonderful that you guys were able to have that prayer answered. And I mean four kids now and one who I know is off at college. I, am. Um, I just think that's so great and that you were able to have two and then adopt two as well. That's so, so wonderful.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun and a lot of work.
0: <laughs> yeah. I imagine it would be. So is there anything else that you guys would like to add or um, maybe tell people how they could get involved with Eagle House, what some of the needs are there?
1: Well, of course, Jennifer mentioned uh, the the unit, which we take furniture donations, and and literally it's just open. Jennifer may have explained it all. I got distracted. I had to get up a little while ago, but... um, uh, for people to donate and uh, they bring furniture have a place for to put and whoever needs furniture, uh, they contact us and they just come get it. Uh, so you we've know, we had people try to buy stuff before, but we're not selling it. It's, we're just giving it away. And then, of course, we need a, <clears throat> a lot of prayer. Uh, really, just for illumination of our hearts, to be clear, have uh, to see things from God's point of view, to have vision. And then there's different activities all the time. Involve the community, um, different churches, uh, we love to have partners, individuals or, or church partners uh, for volunteers or, uh, you know, we run off donations, um, you know, our, you mentioned, uh, uh, I don't know what all you mentioned earlier, but, you know, we, I go to the prison each week for a juvenile detention center, uh, sometimes I give out, I give out things to them basically every week <laughs> and I have to people with me before I think get approved, uh, that, that'd be fun to, uh, deal if someone wanted to go and do some of that. Um, but, uh, they're just, uh, uh we, we also,
2: we also would, uh, are open upstairs at churches yes. these oh, yeah. retreats or yeah. bring youth groups to, to stay mm-hmm. on the property. We would love to utilize the facility more. we would love if anybody's interested in helping on christmas or thanksgiving day uh we do yeah. the footsteps conference so if anybody or churches would be like to get involved in bringing um their um,
1: women or men
2: to the conference it's it's going to be june the first week in june this year and um you know participate in the race we would just love for different people or individuals just to get uh, what we do here and get involved. So, www.eaglehouseministries.com.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we have a youth rally coming up. That'll be the first one this semester. be it uh, Fellowship Baptist Church, and uh, usually we have four to thirteen different churches come, uh, representative uh, represented by at least one or two people, and then uh, uh, obviously we have other groups and retreats like she
2: like Jennifer mentioned. Uh, uh, we have upstairs, we have mission teams come in and stay with us at times
1: and do work in the community. Um, uh, that's always good, uh, work projects and, uh, they get to, some of them get to, been here uh, multiple times and have got to know the people they've, uh, worked on their property very well. And even when they come back, they want to visit and have a home. For uh, we would love to have a more utilization, have a little conference or retreats retreat, so someone wants to be here and get away. And it's we don't have a real upscale place, but we do have rooms and beds and bathrooms and that are available with privacy and a kitchen. And, and sometimes, even if people uh, like Alan wanted to do with the hotel, uh, that uh, if people wanted just needed to get away, we've had that people do that before, working in a ministry, just come get away for a weekend or a few days and uh, don't have to tell anybody where they are. <laughs> They can do that, and uh, but those are things we like to do, be a part of, just uh, facilitating people's growth because we want to proclaim Him, um, the Lord, and um, admonishing uh, every man with always present every man complete in Christ.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for spending your time tonight doing this interview. I really appreciate it, and I know that our listeners are going to love hearing about all that you guys are able to be a part of at Eagle House Ministries and how God is working there. So thank you so much. Thank
1: you for
0: having us. Absolutely. Have a great night.